Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Superstar PR Season 3. I'm your host, Nikki Papayuenu, and I'm the owner of the boutique agency, Nikki Inc., based in Toronto. As we head into Season 3, I'm really humbled and I'm excited to know that our podcast has reached many Canadians and given us content, I guess, when we needed it the most. Um, And I'm just looking to give you all a different perspective. I'm humbled and loving this moment because our guest today started in the Canadian children's television series Circle Square at the age of 10. She's worked across the country from Halifax as the CTV national news reporter to Vancouver, where she was the news anchor for CTV's Olympic morning at the 2010 Winter Games. Her work has been recognized with awards, including a 1995 Radio Television Digital News Association Award for her news serial Journey to Freedom, a look at the Underground Railroad and the 2008 BBPA Harry Jerome Award, the 2014 Planet Africa Award, and the 2016 African Canadian Achievement Award for her excellence in media. She's a mom to a teenage daughter, Blaze, and a really cute little boy, her son, Dash. And I hear these two are pretty phenomenal characters, and she's the co-host of CTV's The Social. I'm so honored to share this guest today is none other than Marcy Ian. Okay, so thank you, thank you, thank you. I never take it lightly that somebody that I admire so much is taking time to do this interview. Marcy, welcome to Superstar PR, the podcast. How are you? I'm well, Nikki. Thank you so much for thinking of me. How are you doing? You know what? I'm grateful. All is, you know what? All is as it should be, or it seems like this is what we're dealing with right now, so I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's just about taking it day by day, I think. I I will say, you know, um, there are great days and there are not so great days. So just kind of, you know, taking it all in stride. Yes. You know, it's, it's good that you say that because when I saw it snowing today, oh geez. <laughs> I, I thought maybe I, I was like, I woke up and it was the wrong day. I was like, I really thought it was May. <laughs> no, but, but clearly though, this is 2020. So should we be surprised? What else could happen, Nikki? You know what? 2020, it's, I don't want to make my bets anymore. I'm just like, and I'm the hopeless optimist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But 2020, it's kind of like, okay, you know, we're not surprised by anything anymore. No, no. Now, now I'm really unfazed. That's right. (laughs) So now Marcy, let me ask you, you've made it really far in your life and by any standards, by any means. And if I had a round of applause, I would insert it now. But only you know what's next for you in terms of a big dream or an obstacle. And I guess, you know, it's a twofold question. Are you proud? And, you know, can you tell us if there's still something you want to accomplish? It's so funny, you know, um, Nikki, when you ask that question, are you proud? Because um, during my career, I, I just have not taken the time to take it in. Take a, I've just been go, 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 um, and not taking the time to actually just take it in. Um, the first time that I did that, and, I, and you know when it was, a, I think, in a very long time, Humber College 
bestowed upon me an honorary degree just a little while ago. And when they called, my first thought was, you want to give me an honorary degree? Like thinking, do I even deserve this? And, you know, in talking to them and actually just taking a look at all of the things um, that I've been able to do with the help of others, of course, through the years, um, has added up to a pretty, pretty good career so far. So it's just taking that time, even listening to you read um, a few lines about me. I thought, oh my goodness, yeah, I did do that. And I did do that. It's just that when you're in those moments, you don't realize just how big, I guess, they are. So I am now learning to, you know, pat myself on the back once in a while and say, job well done once in a while. Is there more that I want to do? There's a lot more that I want to do. I would love to do some documentary work, documentary work maybe related to my family um, and my family's origins. Uh, there's some interesting aspects to my family. Um, I have a Chinese great-grandfather and, you know, a Scottish Grenadian grandmother. And so there's stories there behind that. And I, I've always wanted to delve into that. My dad went to Harvard on scholarship in the 60s at the height of the civil rights movement. And I've always wanted to kind of tell his story. Uh, it's been 50 years since he walked through those doors. And it's been a dream for a while to document my experiences so far. And um, I'm in the midst of writing a book that will be published in the fall. And so that is very much something that I've been working on and, um, you know, will come to fruition. I can't wait to actually hold uh, a book in my hand. So a couple of things, Nikki, not done yet. Oh my God, I love it. It's like you're just getting started. So, I mean... You mentioned your dad and, and I just got goosebumps because I want to know that story. Yeah. So my dad uh, is a retired educator. He and my mom came to Toronto uh, from Trinidad more than, you know, 60 years ago. And they came primarily because my dad was uh, going to go to school here. My mom went later, but my dad first. And um, the University of Toronto was the school of choice. My grandparents in Trinidad actually um, sold a parcel of land uh, in order uh, for my dad to get here. Wow. So, yeah. So they did that. He came and um, he studied and he did well. He did quite well. And he got this award called the Woodrow Wilson Award. And what that award allows um, the winning student to do is choose to do a master's degree at any school in North America. You basically choose where you want to go to do your master's. And he chose Harvard. And so he ended up going to Harvard to do his master's in French. My dad studied, my dad studied French. Um, he went to or Harvard uh, one year and did his master's there, so moved to Boston. And there was a bit of scholarship money that went along with that. And my mom, and now my sister, my older sister, who was uh, a little girl at the time, um, were able to use that scholarship money to maintain the apartment that they had in Toronto. 
So it was, it was interesting, but just his time, you know, spent there. Um, the fact that you've got this black man with a heavy, you know, heavily accented black man showing up, you know, in Boston um, at Harvard in the height of Ivy League, Ivy League um, to study was a story in itself. And I actually was starting to, you know, write this story. I traveled to Boston a couple of years ago um, and with the help of you know, an amazing, amazing woman there who was in the registrar's office was able to go back to his dorm and see where he lived. And I was starting to piece things together. And before I could do that, Canada AM ended. And I was just in no frame of mind to continue with it. So I just kind of set it aside, but I want to get back to it. Wow. Yes. Some, some, you know what, like, I always joke that I hear these ideas and then I'll meet somebody in a few months and be like, Marcy, do you want to talk to them? Because you have a film to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. We're putting a bookmark on your dad because I think that's a really cool story and I'd love to know more about it. Um, I wonder if I could ask you from a journalist lens, what has being a journalist taught you about people? The importance of listening that, you know, a journalist tells the stories of others and should never be the center of the story. And so that means listening and listening well, uh, picking up on people's cues, understanding, um, you know, if they're anxious or afraid or nervous, honing in on what they're saying and understanding, you know, what their version of a story is. Listening is the most important skill, that in researching when it comes to journalism. Ooh, I like that because, you know, one of the compliments I heard somebody bestow on another person a few weeks ago was, Nikki, he was such a great listener. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what, in this busy world where it seems that no one's paying attention, that's like an art now. It's an art, right? Because we're all about ourselves. It's listen to me. I have something to say. You know, even when we ask people, we run into, you know, this is pre-COVID, obviously, but running into people in the halls at work or, you know, wherever you might be, school, and we'll say, hey, how are you? And we're, we don't even pause half the time to hear the response. We generally just keep going. We're not even really listening. And do we really care what they say? It's just kind of like a, hey, how are you? as you're walking along. Um, and it's that skill of taking the time to stop and to actually listen that is so important. You know, uh, there's a Greek word and it's called philotimo. Mm -hmm. And philotimo, I, I don't know if I'm properly translating it, but it's like the genuine concern for another person. Yes. At the core of you. Yes. That's a beautiful word. You know what, Marcy, I think I wanna get a tattoo of it. It's a word I want to teach. It's, if it's the only one thing I could teach everybody about the culture I kind of was raised in, it's, it's that real concern at the core of you in your gut where it's almost a shame not to listen because you could miss something important. Right. That's exact. That is beautiful. That encapsulates everything that I'm trying to say. Yeah, the word. It's a good word. <laughs> so, I mean, I think you've been really exposed to the public and as somebody who's watched you on TV for so many years, I 
I'm a fan and I marvel at, you know, the courage of being on TV because I joke that, you know, not we can't all do what you're doing. Now, how do you handle being so exposed and it's so public how you have to be on your job, you know, in the world of Instagram and how you kind of have to be everywhere? Well, you know, I come from news. News is my background. And so there wasn't a ton of exposure when bringing, you know, the news stories of the day to the nation. There wasn't a, t- there wasn't a lot of exposure that way. But now doing the social, it's completely different because the show works because we share our lives with everybody, right? We share our ups, we share our downs, we share our perspectives, we share, you know, what's happened to us, you know, um, and has caused us to believe the things that we believe. And so it's a very different platform because it's an opinion-based platform. And once you delve into that territory where you are talking about, you know, opinion-based things, that's when, you know, uh, the real exposure starts. And so it does take courage to do that. Um, there are times when I've, you know, said, I just need not do this anymore because there's been veritable black backlash. Um, I was going to say black lash, which is what you could call it too. Um, but backlash against certain things that I've said, most of them um, have to do with race. Uh, but, you know, I am a black woman living in Canada and that's the only lens that I have. So when I speak to something, I'm going to speak to it through my purview. And so it's been difficult sometimes having to deal with that. It's not easy, Nikki, but it's important. And I just, you know, it was probably a week ago. I go through this every couple of months, but it's probably a week ago. I said to my daughter, Blaze, you know, I think it's time for me to leave Twitter. It's time for me to go. And she said, you can't do that. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you can't do it, mom, because your voice is necessary. And if you do that, they've won. And you wow. represent a lot of people and you need to keep speaking your truth. It's important. She's 15 years old and seriously, one of the wisest people that I know. But, you know, I thought, yeah, you know, I'm not cowering. Um, I've got to continue to speak. And that doesn't mean I felt like running sometimes because I have. You know, it's, and and I, I, I wish that I could almost pause and tell the world, like, there's, it's a little bit too easy to hide and be cruel. But would you say any of what you're saying if you looked in someone's eyes? I don't think most people would. Yeah, most people probably wouldn't. People can get very brave and very cruel behind a keyboard. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just, I tell my, the people that work with me, I say, girls, just pick up the phone. And they're like, Nikki, we don't, no one calls anymore. And I said, well, it's so much nicer on the phone. Sometimes emails just sound they don't sound human, you know, like sometimes you could just say a lot more with manners on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, I have no problem with people disagreeing with me. That's our right. Like disagree with me, but just do it in a respectful way. You don't have to agree with everything that I say, but just do it respectfully. Yes. It was interesting to me. Um, I was watching the social one day and Jessica Ray said something about hockey being a sport of a lot of bullying. And I turned to my team and I said, girls, I I don't have a boy, so I don't know. (laughs) Can somebody tell me, like, is this real? And my team said, hockey is the worst sport in Canada for this. 
And I remember saying, okay, everybody pens down, tell me, because I saw Jessica Ray get bullied online. You know, she was trending in the worst way. I felt for the girl and I said, she just shared her truth. So can we all talk about, you know, what is, what is it about hockey that no one is saying out loud? And Jessica, who works for me, who is, you know, um, someone who sees the world from a different lens than I do, Jessica's mixed. Jessica said she has a nephew who's black and who gets called words I can't say out loud on the ice. And at the same time, because Jessica communicated an opinion about hockey being a bullying sport, she was destroyed on Twitter. But that's the world that we live in, right? That it's the pylon culture, you know? And, and I hearken back to listening, to really listening to what people are saying. Uh, just a snippet of it. Yeah and piling on, but that's how we're living. You know, it yeah. really is kind of a pile on culture and it's really scary. And this is why it's, do you continue to be part of this or do you remove yourself? And, you know, Jesse's voice is important. Um, my voice is important. You know, everybody has an important voice and we're, you know, it's important to stick with it and continue to speak your truth regardless of the pylons. Yes, funny. My team now defends you girls on Twitter and they hate Twitter, but they'll get on for you guys. Oh boy. And, uh, you know, it's when I think about Twitter and social media, I see it all as new media. And as a, as a mom to a teenager, I want to ask you, how did you introduce social media? I didn't have to introduce it, Nikki. I mean, I don't know how these kids know, but they seem to know everything that has to do with anything online. It wasn't even introducing it really. Blaze has a Twitter account. She started, I want to say last year, uh, and she has had an Instagram account for two years. I wanted her to be at least, you know, in, in high school. Um, I think it was late middle school. Um, the issue though with that and with social media, and I found this with my kids, is that you all of a sudden know where you're not. So for instance, with Instagram, you can see who's having a party, who's doing what after school or before school. And if you're not part of that, then there's a whole other thing that happens. You know, it's kind of like, wow, okay, I'm, you can instantly see what you're being left out of. Social media can be a great thing, but if you're not part of something or you know, you're the kid that doesn't get the invite, then you automatically see that, right? It used to be that, you know, I remember being in classes where someone was having a birthday party and the rule was that the, you know, that the teachers would have is that if you are handing out class invites, you've got to invite everybody. Like they tried to make it as inclusive as possible. Or, you know, invites, invites were um, given in a different way so that if you weren't invited, you wouldn't know you weren't. But now with Instagram, you see automatically and Twitter and everything else, you see automatically where you're not. Uh, and there's also, you know, the aspect of cyberbullying. You know, you speak of, of pylons and that kind of thing. Blaze, who is very opinionated herself, has had a lot of people pile on her. She's barely 16, but because of the things that she talks about, um, she's had people pile on her too, but she's not stopping anytime soon. Oh, you know what? I love, I love that she sounds tenacious. And I think we need to raise girls who are unafraid. Yep. 
absolutely. I mean, there are times when I'm more afraid than she is. She's, uh, she's, she's been the one that says, nope, got to keep going. Nope, going to do this. Uh, it's amazing. She's, she's strong. And uh, tenacious is a very, very good word to use. Thank you. Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> um, now, let me ask you, are there any favorite quotes that you might be sharing with your kids that you want to share with our listeners? You know, um, my dad has used this quote through the years. Um, he used it when I got my first job with CTV National News in Halifax. And I was relocating. I was by myself. I had never been there before. I was a little bit scared. I knew I'd miss my family, um, my then boyfriend. Like there was a lot going on. And I remember my dad saying, it's always darkest before dawn. And, you know, he was right. Um, things worked out really, really well. Um, and it's, it's the same quote uh, that he used when Canada AM ended. Um, those were uh, interesting times. And um, he said, remember, it's always darkest before dawn. And that quote has served me well and has never been truer uh, than on that day because just a whole bunch of different things literally opened up. I'm writing that down. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. And it really is. It's almost darkest before the sun breaks. Wow. Oh, wow. I love that. It's always darkest before dawn. Mm -hmm. Now, and I really do, I have a book of quotes. So that one in like the book. <laughs> <laughs> do you do things you don't agree with for the sake of work? And like, how do you handle that? To do things that I don't agree with? Yeah. For the sake of work? Yeah. Like, and sometimes I think we, we all might have to in our life, but how do you reconcile that? Um, well, now in the work that I do, I get to say I don't agree, <laughs> you know? So it's a, it's a completely different situation. I mean, now we get to talk about it and I can literally go on the air and say, hey, we're talking about this, but I, this is not, I don't agree. You know, I don't agree this is the way you have to go. Or I don't agree with, you know, what's being said. I remember there was, um, it was an article. I can't remember who wrote it. And this woman was talking about being mentored by another woman. Um, she was a young blonde woman. And this mentor said to her, you know, if you want to be taken seriously, you should dye your hair. Like, forget the blonde go with brunette. It was almost like, you know, throw a pair of glasses on, you know, and, and this is going to, you know, up your chances of, of getting a job. And when we brought this up on the air, I said, that's so interesting that for some, it's a matter of changing hair color. Um, I can't change my skin color. And a lot of people can't change the color of their skin. And they haven't gotten jobs for that reason or they haven't gotten opportunities for that reason. Isn't it, you know, it's just, it just seems so trite, so privileged, if I might use that word, yes. to say, hey, just, you know, put some color in and then you're good to go. Oh, wow. I can imagine that it's just that easy and that was the advice. And here I am sitting at that, that black woman going, you know, wish it was that easy. I, I can't do that. Like, that's not gonna, that's not a win for me. Oh my God. You know, and I don't agree with having to change yourself, period. That was the other thing. Like whether you're blonde, brunette, whatever, you shouldn't have to change yourself at all. You know, you should be bringing things to the table that a company wants and that should be enough. 
Because why are we always telling women that we aren't enough? Oh, yes. And it's funny. Um, when you say all of this, I remember a time when I was new and young and somebody told me, you won't make it very far in this career if you smile so much. Oh my gosh. And I remember I, for one year I practiced not smiling. And then my father said, whatever you do in your life, Nikki, if somebody can take away your smile, none of this is worth it. Oh my gosh. Well, you have a wise father. And just you saying that, that you stopped smiling and you were practicing to not smile, it breaks my heart. No, seriously, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it was heartbreaking because, you know, that's, that's actually almost like somebody changing who you are a little bit. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that speaks to, you know, um, not being real. Yeah. Like, is this, what kind of persona are we trying to show? And is that, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I just, when you said that, I thought about, um, I thought about Hillary Clinton. I think about Michelle Obama. Um, Hillary in particular, you know, um, was told time and time again that, you know, she wasn't warm enough. You know, the pantsuits, you know, the seriousness, all of that, because, you know, women are seen as, you know, warm or, or likable and that kind of thing. And so for someone to tell you not to smile is that, you know, basically be more like a man. Like, be like, what does that mean? Like, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. Oh, Marcy. My sister says that one day I could write a book just about the things I heard. But, you know, there's no accident to me going off on my own, right? So, and I get to have conversations like this that I love. Yes. Okay, so mentors. You mentioned mentor, and I'd love to know if you ever had one. Um, you know, coming up, not really, Nikki. Um, I had good friends and we supported each other, but a mentor, not, not really. And I really wish that I had. And so this is the reason why, you know, mentorship means so much to me now. And I try to be what I didn't have. I wish I could have called someone up and said, this is happening. And how did you navigate this? But the sad, you know, situation is that maybe, you know, there weren't really, there wasn't really well, they, there were, but maybe around the same age, there wasn't really anybody older and available to want to provide that mentorship. You know, I remember phoning a couple of people and not getting great responses. So I kind of just went about it alone, or as I say, just relying on friends, you know, university friends, that kind of thing, who were coming up in the business and going about things that way. Wow. Well, you know, if it means anything at all, you have such a mentor vibe about you. Oh, thanks. You, you already are that. So for sure, the fact that maybe you didn't have one, you've, we're all so lucky that you are who you are the way you are now. Thank you very much for saying that, Nikki. But it does, it does mean a lot, you know, and it's, um, it's something I'm thinking a lot, a lot about these days, and that is legacy. Um, Ooh, legacy. I love that word legacy because you know i've got a lot more years behind me than i do ahead of me in this business and i really think about who's next i think about how i can help i think about a lot of things so that is that is that is top of mind for sure oh it's it's amazing and uh 
legacy. Okay, we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna have a follow-up interview when your book comes out and we're gonna touch on legacy because I think- Yes, we can do that. A book is part of your legacy. That's like a beautiful moment, a pivot in time. And you know, um, because you're so busy, I have to ask you like, how do you relax? So I have a list of choices and all you have to do is pick one. <laughs> okay, okay. So are you the type to do Netflix and chill, a good book and some wine, a workout with like Peloton and your music? Um, are you someone who would rather just get on the phone with somebody and talk it out? Or do you just prefer silence and like meditation? Um, there are a couple. I like Netflix and chill. Okay. But I also like to check in with friends and talk it out. I like, I like all of that. And I like books too. Holy smokes. I do all of those things. Notice I didn't say workout right away. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I should be doing. Um, but uh, my, my thing is, you know, when I do have some time and because life can be so hectic, it means completely slowing down. You know, I do love theater a lot. Um, live theater. Um, I love movies. So that's where, you know, the Netflix comes in. Um, and I do love to get lost in a good book. Do I have to pick one? Cause I think I just picked no. one. Okay. No, you helped us. No, we got you. Cause I mean, like, I think you're a really busy person. So it's good for our listeners to hear that you, you have a style of downtime. It's good. This yes. is good. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to do a fill in the blank. Okay. So um, I'm just going to say the question. And then when I stop, you have the answer. Okay. So the person you'd most like to interview that you haven't interviewed yet. Michelle Obama. Oh, yes. Okay. Your most memorable on-air TV moment. Accepting the co-hosting job for Canada AM. Like walking out as the new co-host. Ooh, I just got goosebumps. I feel like I should have seen that moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just, I was there with you for a second. Um, something people don't know about you? I can be shy. Huh, okay. Yeah, I think I can see that about you. Yep, yep, yep. And um, your book. So, so your book, do you know the title of your book? Can you tell everybody? We don't, we're just trying to figure that out now. We've been going back and forth. So there is, it is as of now untitled Okay. and needs to have a title by the end of this week. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, um, something I did once as a help to another author was we did a poll for book covers mm -hmm. on, on my Instagram account and you'd be surprised it, my Instagram account crashed for this author. Are you serious? Yes. People let us know what they liked. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I have a tiny amount of followers compared to you, but I can help you if you want me to. Okay, might have to take you up on that because we've been going back and forth on a lot of stuff, a lot of different things, and um, haven't quite found it yet. Well, you know what, I think like, this is such an exciting time and I, I think it, we almost got lucky with this pandemic because I got to introduce you as the first guest to Superstar PR season three and really thank you, Marcy, for letting me interview you because I think you have the best vibe ever and it's clonable. I mean, there's a lot of people scared right now during the pandemic, but I chose you as my first guest by design because I think that your vibe is the best. Oh, thank you so much, Nikki. That means a lot. Thank you for thinking of me and thank you for the great questions. Oh my God, I love that you said they're great questions. Marcy, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you for being a guest today and Keep shining. Thank you. We will chat again soon. We will chat soon. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.mickeyinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.